They might be friendly, Talon said to no one in particular. A series of snorts came back from across the shuttle bay. And I might be the Queen of Seneca, Kamara said dryly. She holstered her sidearm and raised an eyebrow. Anything is possible. Talon slid his greaves into place and double-checked the fastings. He gave a sigh. But you're right. I'd say the odds of those two things are roughly equivalent. If you are the Queen of Seneca, Jim offered, I've always wanted to be knighted. You want to be knighted, you pick a cooler name, Kamora pointed at him with her knife. I refuse to call anyone Sir Jim. Finally, someone else is on my side, Talon gave her a meaningful look. I'm going to remember this. Hey, I thought we all had a deal. Jim was grinning. For years, he had resolutely rejected every nickname Talon had come up with, with the infuriating rationale that he was absolutely going to make Talon introduce his team with all of their nicknames. And Jim. More infuriatingly, the rest of the team agreed with him. After his first time through of introducing Nix, Mars, and Jim, Talon had stopped taking him on shore missions. That deal was before I was Queen of Seneca. Kamora grinned smugly at him. Now I have more pressing concerns, like whether my knights are called Sir Jim, and whether or not Talon is an over-optimistic unicorn. She shot him a look. They're going to shoot at us. Talon nodded glumly. Malia wasn't so much a moon as a floating hunk of rock that happened to contain large amounts of taconite. Accordingly, several groups over the years had decided to make their living mining the ore and refining it on site before running it to the main shipping routes for big cargo trawlers to pick up. Taconite, not being exactly the most profitable way of finding iron, meant that the base had, until recently, been only moderately well defended. The people who had chosen to defend it moderately well were now more than moderately dead, and the group controlling Molia had installed far more impressive defenses. How a minor mining syndicate had acquired a wanted criminal, and then decided to execute him, even Lazede could not say. Maybe they'll tell you, she had suggested. Talon was not hopeful on that front. The operations on Molia, including the precipitous transfer of ownership, lay in the gray area between legality and the sort of activity dragons concern themselves with, but that did not mean any of them were going to get along particularly well, and it did not, in fact, mean that the syndicate would welcome his ship in any capacity. He knew that. Accordingly, as the Aryan slid ever closer in the blackness, sleek and effectively invisible on any sort of location tracking, the team suited up in full armor. Best to be prepared. Tersey. Talon tapped his wrist comb. Send the message, would you? Sounds good, boss. Tersey's voice filtered through the main unit in the shuttle bay. Sphinx looked up from where she was cramming her flyaway blonde hair into its usual array of clips, elastics, and braids. She was smiling reflexively at the sound of Tersey's voice, and Talon saw a few of the other team members exchange grins. They really were cute, the two of them. Sooner or later, Talon was going to have to let on that he knew they were an item. For one thing, the opportunities for making fun of them were just too good to keep passing up. And put it all on the main speakers, Talon called. A few moments later, Talon's own voice came over the comms. Molia Syndicate, this is Talon Rift of the Aryan. We have received information that you are holding in your manes pending his execution. We request to speak with him, as we believe he may have information relating to an ongoing mission. Please advise which docking bay we should use. How very polite, Nix commented. Please advise. We request. For now, Talon said, unconcerned. He flexed one hand frowned, and readjusted the gauntlet. Boss? Yeah? 
Looks like they're spinning up their anti-aircraft. Not sure we're going to get a... The voice that cut him off was brusque and sounded like the owner had been smoking cigarettes from dawn to dusk his entire life. Permission to land not granted. We are tracking your position. Break off your approach. Well, that's disappointing. Talon heaved a sigh. Tercy, patch me through. He checked the sight on his rifle and slung it onto his back. Live in three, boss. Talon waited the requisite three seconds until he heard the static of a line connecting. Molia Syndicate, be advised that we can produce all necessary subpoenas and do not intend to interfere with the execution. Any delays on that front will be brief, after which we will leave promptly and without further interference. The launch alarms went off with a wail. Break off your approach, the voice repeated. You'll be shot down if you do not comply. I'll be honest with you that that's unlikely. Talon gave an annoyed glance at the comm unit. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. Easy way, no one gets hurt. Boss, they've cut off the call and they're launching more missiles. Hard way it is, Talon grinned at his crew. Is it bad that I was kind of hoping for that? Take us in, Tercy. Taking us in, boss. Everybody hang on. The sleek little ship put its nose down and accelerated sharply, weaving between the missiles as they shot uselessly off into empty space. Should I prime more missiles? One of the newer syndicate members looked up nervously. Yes, you should prime more missiles. Who the fuck are these guys? James Kaczynski leaned down over her chair to stare at the screen. And what did he say his name was? Or the ship ID? Someone run a search on that. Not you, he added to the girl next to him. Missiles. Until further notice, that is your whole job. Keep shooting missiles. He should have known better than to hire someone with the name Peace Merriweather. It was just a bad sign. She'd come with good recommendations, and he'd thought he was being unfair to her, not liking her name. He should have trusted his instincts. You know what? Jilly, you take over the missiles. Peace, you run the search. God, even saying her name made him wince. What kind of parents gave their kid a name like Peace in this galaxy? There was the hollow reverberation of the anti-aircraft launchers as the latest round of missiles made its way toward the ship, which did not slow down by so much as a hair. If anything, it was continuing to accelerate. Sir, the ship is the Ariane? That's what he said, and Talon Rift? You're sure? Kaczynski gave her a forcedly pleasant look and reminded himself not to throttle her. It wouldn't be any paperwork. He ran the syndicate. He didn't have to do any damned paperwork if he didn't want to. But he was going to have trouble replacing her once word got out that he was killing his employees. Yes, he said, with all the civility he could muster. Search for those names. Well, I did, sir. I was checking that we were sure that's what he said. She quailed in the face of his annoyance and turned her screen toward him. Because it's, um, it's dragons. Kaczynski swallowed. He couldn't quite feel the ground under his feet. Thank God he hadn't let them land. Everyone out, he snapped. Jilly, put the guns on auto-target and keep them firing every ten seconds. That'll use up all of our- I don't care. Get to the inner rooms and prep the airlock doors. I don't know what the fuck dragons want here, but we do not want to know. Sir, Peace again, what if they really do just want to talk to Manes? Shut up, Peace. He saw her open her mouth again and jabbed a finger at her. I said, shut up. We let them into this compound. We're not getting out alive. He had better hope that the airlock doors and thick rock walls convinced the dragons that this was too much work. Clearly, they'd found out about the slaves on the lower levels, and they were here to make the rest of his life short and extremely unpleasant. And if they were going to do that, well, 
He was going to make sure they didn't get Manes to testify against him or whatever the hell it was they wanted that guy for. Fuck them. Go get Manes in the inner rooms as well, he told Peace. And everyone, hurry the fuck up. I'm not holding the doors for you. Peace looked away after him as he stomped away and then shot a glance at Jilly. The woman was punching commands into the computer systems with ferocity. Hurry it up, she echoed when she saw Peace watching her. He's not kidding. He won't hold the doors for you. She shoved her chair back and strode out of the room without a backwards glance. Peace looked at her screen, looked at the targeting on the screen, and considered her options. Kaczynski was scared of the dragons for some reason, clearly, but as far as Peace was concerned, their odds were much better if they let the dragons in. She had just decided that he probably did know what he was talking about when she heard the slam of the heavy airlock doors and Jilly's shout of frustration. He'd locked them out of the main rooms. He thought they were going to die, and he'd locked them out anyway. Well, that settled it. The Arion wove and banked sharply, once or twice spiraling tightly enough that the artificial gravity lost its way for a moment or two. Talon, with the very strong suspicion that Tercy was doing loop-de-loops for the hell of it, hung on and listened to the crew joking with one another. He wasn't worried about being shot down. From the laughter coming out of the cockpit, Tercy and Mars weren't even at the limits of their ability, or the ship's capabilities. Different commanders looked for different things in their ships, but the Ariane was exquisitely maneuverable, something Talon had always insisted on. The proximity alerts rose in tempo and fell again as the missiles shot harmlessly past the ship, and eventually, Talon noticed that they had faded away entirely. We're being hailed, boss. Blast. After the past couple of weeks he'd had, Talon had been looking forward to a shootout. Anyone who took on the dragons deserved as good as they got, in his opinion, and kicking in doors had a certain satisfaction to it. He wasn't going to shoot it out with people who were trying to surrender, though. Well, put them on. This is Peace Merriweather. The voice was young. Several of the team exchanged glances at the name. It's only the syndicate leader who doesn't want to surrender. He's holed up with Manes in one of the inner chambers. I've turned off the guns, but he might have some others on. I've sent his location to you. Please, the rest of us won't put up a fight. There was the sound of a scuffle and some yelling, and the transmission cut off. Disloyal bitch, Kamora muttered. He doesn't have their loyalty. He doesn't deserve it. Tom considered. Plus, it kind of sounds like he went to hide and fucked the rest of them over. That's probably why they're selling him out. Kamorla only gave back a disgusted shrug. She was uncompromising when it came to loyalty, Talon knew. Young people were like that, though. He wondered if she'd mellow with age, and then remembered that dragons tended not to be the mellowing with age kind of type. Don't take your finger too far off the trigger, Talon advised. But do land to her instructions. Let's see what she... There was a boom and an explosion of cursing from the cockpit. The Arion banked sideways quickly enough that the team, having let go of their handholds, stumbled and went sprawling. Nix, with one hand on a bracing bar, held on to Kimura as the gravity went, and a pile of dragons accumulated in the far corner of the room. Rather like heavily armed tumbleweeds, Talon thought. All right, what the fuck was that, Tercy? When Mars came on, he was panting slightly. Well, assuming she was telling the truth about where the syndicate leader and Manes were, we don't have anyone to interview anymore. Fucking hell. Talon rubbed a hand over his forehead. Cowardly, stupid as shit, useless, ball-sucking. Not to interrupt, boss, but should I take us in? Shit canoe cockroach, Talon finished. Yes, take us in. What's a shit canoe? A canoe made of shit. I thought it was a canoe you used for paddling through shit, 
Nick said thoughtfully. Why would that be an insult? Talon frowned at her. I don't know. When you really get going, you don't make much sense. Although you do retain a surprising amount of grammatical accuracy. You know, it's nice that you're all so loyal, but I could use a bit more deference. Yes, boss. Nix waved a hand at the dragons. You lot, stand up and get ready to shoot at any remaining shit canoes. Talon has been itching for some action, and he's not getting it. Boo hiss. Talon is someone who appreciates good old-fashioned battles, in part because this mission is a morass of not knowing who's is on what side and who can be trusted. He would much rather have things be simple. But they're not. They're really, really not. And he's just had one avenue of information closed to him. He is not happy. As a side note, I'm a bit sad that Peace Merriweather hasn't really featured in the story since this encounter. And now I'm thinking I'd like to bring her back. She has a good backbone and a sense of right and wrong that's mixed with a strong dose of pragmatism. Next week, we see a bit more of Talon in action and also see Samara come into her own a bit more. Until next week. Until next week.